Hi, I'm Chelsea, the Christian Nutritionist. Welcome to the Christian Health Club podcast. We are here to fire you up in spirit, mind, and body so that you can get out into the world and be everything God created you to be. Welcome to the club. Here we go. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the club. How are you today? I'm doing pretty well because I went on my walk this morning and it was just the teensiest bit cooler and it made me so happy. I just, I feel like there's about to be a break in these ridiculous Texas temperatures of 104 degrees. You know, we've had a few like 98 degree days, which is, you know, better than 104. Um, and we even had one in the high 80s, and I see some lower temps coming up in the forecast, and so that makes me so happy, <laughs> so happy, and I'm just ready for fall to be here, and with that, um, we're about to do a short three-day fall cleanse in the Christian Health Club group. And so I thought, oh, this is perfect time. We're ushering in the fall here. And I thought I would come on and share some of the information about doing seasonal cleanses and seasonal or seasonal detoxes. It's actually quite traditional historically to time detoxes or cleanses according to the seasonal calendar. And since y'all know how I love to sync our bodies in relation to creation, I think it's something to consider, you know, as part of both our health and spiritual maintenance. So I'm working these seasonal detoxes into the Christian Health Club calendar so that we can anticipate them, plan on them, and intentionally do them together as the seasons change. I was inspired by something I read about in the book Eat Fast Feast called Ember Days. And when I interviewed the author J.W. Richards here on the podcast, One piece of advice that he left with us was to get more in tune, get more aligned with the liturgical calendar, which is the church calendar, you know, which encompasses the different seasons and events that as Christians, we recognize and honor throughout the year. Now, within different denominations of Christianity, these are going to vary, right? But my goal is to pull together some of the overarching ideas disciplines and events that we can collectively honor, and especially when it comes to our health, incorporate into our daily seasonal, our daily and seasonal and annual routine um, of putting more God and better health into our lives. And as that author, J.W. Richards, remarked in his book, most churches have discontinued a lot of these traditional disciplines, like fasting, for instance. You know, aside from some fasting that we might do during Lent and maybe some days here and there. A lot of churches really don't talk about it too much. We've kind of lost the art of those disciplines, you know, some of these Christian disciplines. Now the Orthodox Church comes to mind as being the most active in having an annual calendar of honoring abstinence and fasts and feasts. And when I say abstinence, y'all, I'm talking about food, okay? 
<laughs> um, there is a difference between totally fasting from food and temporarily abstaining from food. Um, you know, one of the most obvious examples is like abstaining from meat on Fridays or something like that. If you haven't listened to the podcast interview I did with Cynthia Damascos of Holistic Christian Life, we talk about the Orthodox calendar of abstinence and fasting, and it is it is really interesting and so fascinating. Um, it is, I hate to say complicated, but it is, it's, it's very, um, it's very detailed. We'll say that. Um, I'm sure that if you, when you practice it regularly, it just becomes second nature, but there's a lot that goes into it. And I just, I found talking with her and then going in and doing a little bit of study and research on it really, really interesting. But for many of us, you know, there's no church requirement recommendation, um, to do any kind of intentional fasting or abstinence from food. And generally speaking, there's no, you know, Christian obligation that we have to practice these fasting and abstinence disciplines. You know, we're not better people if we feast and fast or abstain. You know, these quote unquote works, these actions do not get us into heaven, but they can certainly help us here on the earth, right? In our health, in our relationship with the Lord. And that's why I am with J.W. Richards, you know, let's get synced back up in spirit, mind, and body with these traditional disciplines, with the church calendar. So like I said, my goal is to get into like a cyclical rhythm in the Christian health club where we come to expect and practice some of these disciplines like seasonal detoxes as part of our regular annual routine of spiritual and physical health maintenance. So we're about to do this short, simple three-day detox in the Christian Health Club near the fall equinox, okay, which is when we kind of officially turn into the fall season. This year, that equinox falls on September 22nd. So each season of the year is marked by these days, you know, and it all has to do with the relation of the earth to the sun. So seasons of the earth change because the planet is slightly tilted on its axis and as it travels around the sun, that changes, right? So the different parts of the earth receive more or less sunlight at different times of the year. And if the earth wasn't tilted, this wouldn't be the case and we wouldn't have seasons. So we mark these seasonal changes driven by the sun's position four times a year. We have two solstices, this word (laughs) trips me up every time. We have two solstices, solstices, are y'all laughing at me? Um, Okay, those. Um, We have a solstice in the winter and the summer. Um, and that's when the sun's path in the sky is the furthest north or south from the equator. And then we have two equinox, equinoxes that happen in the spring and the fall. And that's when the sun is exactly above the equator and makes the day and night of equal length. Okay, do you feel like you just got a little science lesson there? I wish you could see my hands. I'm like north and south and even like my hands are all over the place over here. Um, I'm glad this is not a, uh, an, uh, a video, a video podcast where you could see me. I'm also sitting on my bed. That's where I do my podcast and I pile pillows up around me to kind of, so the sound is, you know, kind of somewhat muffled and not echoey. 
it's you know very high tech and professional over here um anyway okay so we're talking about the sun. Uh, yeah, I'm talking about the sun again. <laughs> I do that a lot here um, in the podcast. You might be getting sick of it, but um, you know, I hope you're starting to get the picture of how much our health and our physical bodies relate to this great light. So I just, I love the way this all works together. But the summer solstice traditionally happens around June 20th or 21st, and that's the longest day of the year, right? And that marks the summer. The winter solstice is around December 21st or 22nd. It's the shortest day of the year. That marks the beginning of winter. And then the autumnal equinox is usually around September 22nd or 23rd. Um, again, that's when the day and night are of equal length, and this marks the beginning of fall. And the vernal equinox happens around March 21st, and that marks the start of spring. Okay, and so it makes sense that these would be good times of the year to prepare our bodies for transition. And so historically and traditionally, like I said, it would be a good time of the year to do um, a, a short detox. Now, as I mentioned earlier, I also learned something interesting pertaining to the seasons in the church calendar called ember days, or they're also called ember fasts. Ember days were traditionally recognized as three days set aside for fasting, abstinence, and prayer during each one of the four seasons of the year. The name actually has nothing to do with fire, embers, ashes, Ash Wednesday, anything like that. The word comes from a Latin phrase that means four times. So four times a year, near the beginning of each season of the solar cycle, the church set aside three days to ask for blessings upon mankind, um, to give gratitude for the blessings of nature, particularly the harvest times, such as olives and grapes and wheat. These days were marked with prayer and fasting and abstinence and, and spiritual renewal. I read that the Ember Days were kind of like quarterly spiritual checkups. And I absolutely love that way of phrasing it. And I'm like, yeah, I think that's a good thing for all of us to do, right? So that's kind of what we're talking about here today, doing these quarterly spiritual and health checkups by um, engaging in these short seasonal um, detoxes. So now when it comes to these ember days, they don't exactly match up with the solstices and equinoxes because it's also based on the liturgical calendar and, um, and that includes certain holy days. Also, what's interesting is that the three days of the ember fasts are not consecutive. So it's not like a Wednesday, Friday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. They're actually practiced on Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. And that's because Wednesday is honored as the day that Christ was betrayed. Friday is honored as the day that he was crucified. And Saturday is honored as the day that he was entombed. Okay. This Wednesday-Friday connection was familiar to me because um, after I talked to Cynthia Damascos about the Orthodox calendar, she mentioned that that's um, kind of just they do fasting and abstinence on the reg you know, on the Wednesdays and Fridays because of those days, the significance of those days. Um, but with the Ember Days or the Ember Fasts, um, they do Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, okay? So in the spring, the Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday 
uh, it happens the Wednesday and Friday and Saturday after Ash Wednesday. And that fast is particularly giving thanks for the rebirth of nature and for the gift of light. Okay, there in the spring. In the summer, it's the Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday after Pentecost. And at that time, traditionally, the ember fast marked a time to give thanks for the wheat crop. In the fall, the Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday come after the day of the Holy Cross and to give thanks for the grape harvest. And in the winter, it's the Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday traditionally occurring after the Feast of St. Lucy during the third week of Advent and give thank, gives thanks particularly for the olive crop. So for this year, the remainder of this year, the ember days for fall are September 16th, 18th, and 19th. And for winter, they are December 16th, 18th, and 19th. So like I said, um, a little off from the official calendar dates of the season changes, you know, as the fall equinox this year occurs on September 22nd and the winter solstice occurs on December 21st. But I think that whether you go by the ember dates or the actual uh, solar dates, it's a good time. It's a great time to mark the passage of seasons with food abstinence and fasting, plus more intentional gratitude and prayer. So here is what we're about to do in the Christian Health Club. I'm designating between September 16th and 26th to do a three-day detox. That time period encompasses the ember days, those traditional ember days, and the equinox, right? So any time in there, members can decide what works best with their schedules. And if they want to try the traditional Wednesday, Friday, Saturday format of the Ember Days, that's fine. Or do three consecutive days in the middle of the week or over the weekend or near the actual equinox, that is fine too. We always build in a little flexibility into the Christian Health Club. That's just kind of my middle name. Aside from TMI, <laughs> flexibility, right? It's how I designed Feast to Fast because again, I think a lot of us make perfection the enemy of progress. And so we're like, oh, I can't do it on those days. So forget it, you know. And um, I think that if we can just give ourselves a little bit of grace, like it doesn't have to be exactly on the equinox, uh, you know, or the ember days. If we can just do it in the spirit of the law rather than the letter of the law, right? I think that that grace is very helpful. So some of the key goals for what we're going to be doing um, are abstaining from, fasting from, we're not going to be eating any of the following, no meat, fish, eggs, dairy, grains, legumes, nuts, seeds, sugar, or alcohol. You're probably like, what am I going to eat? <laughs> well, um, a lot of vegetables for one. Um, but, you know, one thing that what I'm really trying to do here is, per, is reduce protein intake. We're going to keep protein under 20 grams for the three days that we're doing the detox. And so with that, I'm combining a few principles here. One is that it is traditional to abstain from eating animal sourced foods doing, during these holy and fasting days. Um, it's traditional to abstain from these animal foods. It's this symbolism that we abstain from flesh to bring our flesh under control. Okay. Um, you know, proteins are what build up the body and they make us strong. But during this kind of detox or fast, uh, we can just really lean into God for that. You know, he is the builder 
of the body, the original builder of the body, and being sustained and strong by him and through him instead of food is kind of the point here. But the other principle I'm incorporating um, with this is the strategy of protein cycling. As much as it is good and important for the body to get plenty of protein on a regular and consistent basis for long-term health, it's also good to cycle it out here and there as a health and longevity strategy. You've heard me say here in the podcast that you know variation and metabolic flexibility are keys to keeping the metabolism and your cells in general at their healthiest. It's you know that whole entire principle behind feasting and fasting and why I made feast to fast the way that it is, that our bodies are made to handle this variation and actually thrive in it. And layering in this protein cycling is another way to honor that. One, it gives the body a break from digesting protein, which is pretty energy intense process for the body. Um, And, you know, our bodies are made to do it, but cycling it out a little bit just allows a little digestive rest there, which can be helpful. And then secondly, um, it helps boost this protein cycling helps boost autophagy, which is the body's cellular cleansing process. So we talk about this in Feast to Fast. So if, if you've been through Feast to Fast, you're in the Christian Health Club already, you're familiar with autophagy. Um, it is a Greek word that means to self-eat. And it is one of the most powerful housekeeping functions of the body for keeping us healthy. So the main way to induce autophagy is through fasting. But you can also boost it with protein cycling by periodically lowering your protein intake to allow the body a deeper cellular cleansing process. Okay, one uh, part of this autophagy process is to recycle proteins. And so we're just taking away, we're reducing proteins, letting the body do its thing. And some people protein cycle weekly, but I think at a minimum, it's a good idea to do it seasonally. So it's you know, part of what we're building in here with these seasonal detoxes. The autophagy process is an amazing anti-aging tool. It's so good for longevity. And so that's why intermittent fasting is awesome for the body. And we do it in feast to fast. And now we'll be layering in the protein cycling regularly through our seasonal detoxes. Also, as part of our Equinox Detox, we are going to honor the season by sticking to seasonal produce, real food the way God made it. This would be a good practice to have year-round, right? Sticking to seasonal foods. But it's hard. It's hard to do when we have pretty much all foods available, no matter the season. And we're kind of um, in a habit of getting those things that we like over and over. But I did tell the Christian Health Club members that the only exception we're going to make here is for avocados. <laughs> they're not really a fall food, uh, but they're, you know, we love them. Uh, but they're such a good source of healthy fat. And since we're lowering protein so much, I want to make sure that that fat, which is such a staple for many of us, is an option. Um, remember that when you lower one macronutrient, you, you compensate with the other two, you know, so that's why, you know, if you're going lower carb, you're going to be higher in fat. If you're lower in fat, you're going to be higher in carb. If you're going low protein, which is usually the macronutrient I say, I, I say to keep most steady, you know, at around 25% or so, 20 to 30%. 
Um, that usually stays steady, but if we're protein cycling and that's, we're going to be lowering that significantly, then um, these other two macronutrients are going to have to become more prominent, right? So we're going to be loading up on some beautiful fall produce like sweet potatoes and apples and pumpkin and cranberries and Brussels sprouts and grapes and carrots and all kinds of yummy stuff like that. We'll really be focusing on lots of vegetables and broths. So I am going to allow for meat broths, um, even though we're going to be not be eating chewing our meat we will be um, having some meat broths and as long as we're keeping that protein like i'm like i said under around 20 grams then that's okay this detox is also about nourishing the body with some really healthful foods and bone broth is such a great one and when we think of going to the fall and in the winter and the cooler weather we just are really drawn to soups, you know, and so for a detox like this, I mean, one of the easiest things to do would be to make a big pot of soup, you know, and just eat on it for three days, really, you know, big pot of beautiful fall vegetable soup. And so we are going to allow um, broths for that. I've also, I made a little uh, a fast food, quote unquote, fast food option for people who don't have time to make their own broth or soups. You know, you could easily do this detox with high-quality store-bought broths and soups like Epic, Kettle and Fire, Amy's Organic Soups, and that kind of thing. Again, we can make this very simple and flexible. I just love the idea of simplicity and doability um, in all that we're doing, but including these seasonal detoxes. We're also going to bring in a little fruit. Um, particular, particularly for this Equinox Detox, I'd like participants to include an apple each day. Apples are a beautiful fall food with wonderful health properties. And in fact, I recently read a book called Regenerate. It's written by Sayer G. And um, he suggests doing a reset where you only eat organic apples for one to three days. Like that's it. Eat all the apples. Um, he says it's a great food for resetting the metabolism and helping the body to clean house. The skin contains astringent properties that cleanse your epithelial tissues for better oral, gut, and cardiovascular health. And then the apple pectin enhances detoxification by drawing out bile and accumulated toxins. So that's pretty interesting when it comes to apples, and while we're not going to be doing a 100% eat only apples type of detox, I'm definitely going to recommend apples be part of our Equinox detox for sure. We're also going to drink two to three cups of detox tea daily, just, you know, simple things that you can find at the store, no weird concoctions that you have to come up with yourself. They make good brands like Traditional Medicinals and Yogi. They make some good everyday detox teas um, that are full of, you know, good herbs and spices that promote healthy detoxification, and those will work just fine. And so we're going to be intentional with including some of those in this detox as well. And that's mostly the crux of what we'll be doing. I'm also offering some supplement suggestions for the group if they choose to include them. You know, it's not mandatory. It's only enhancing. So it's just an option. You know, if... If, one, if a person were just to do this food part of it, as I've kind of outlined for you today, that is helpful all on its own. And that's one thing I really wanted to get to here. You know, I've looked at a lot of detoxes, 
you know, there's a lot of these shakes and all, I don't know, all of these like supplements you have to take. And even we did a spring detox, uh, spring liver detox this past spring in the Christian Health Club group right after Feast to Fast for Lent. And it was even more complicated than I liked it to be. I kind of based it off um, something I learned from my mentors that I took, that I learned all the the hormonal testing and gut testing and all that from. And it's, um, you know, it's worthy and it's it's got some good points about it, but it just didn't resonate with me as being something easy and simple to put into practice. And so I just wanted to make something very approachable, something you could simply do with real foods and add some supplements for enhancement as an option. And so, um, and so that's what I've done here. So I'm recommending um, a few things like a really good mineral supplement, um, a bile supplement, and a binder to help more efficiently excrete toxins. Just a few things, um, just a little booster while we're doing it. And that's about it. Um, that's pretty much the detox that we're about to be doing here. So if you're listening to this in real time, you could actually put this into practice for yourself over the next week as we recognize the ember days and draw near the equinox. If you're in the Christian Health Club, we'll for sure be doing this together and you can find all of the details in the portal, also known as your secret website with all of these magical materials. It's kind of an inside joke, but um, but anyway, that's where all that stuff is. Um, I hope that today's podcast inspires all of you to usher in the fall with more of the beautiful real food that God made with more intention for health and with more prayer and gratitude for all of the blessings that we've been given. Thank you so much for listening. Have a healthy and blessed week and I will talk to you soon. Remember that my mom is an awesome nutritionist, but she is not a doctor. The information in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Always talk to your doctor before making changes to your nutrition or exercise program. Thanks for listening. Have a healthy and blessed week.